Hello and welcome to the latest episode of The Broadcast, our regular podcast to discuss pensions and savings. I'm your host, David Brooks, and I'm Technical Director here at Broadstone. And I'm also joined by my co-host, Rachel Meadows, who is Head of Proposition. Hi, Rachel. Hi, David. Um, for this episode, we're delighted to be joined by Johnny Bland from Pension Geeks, who's going to be chatting to us about the upcoming Pension Awareness campaign. As some of you will be aware, this year is the first time the Pension Awareness campaign will mark the start of the new pension engagement season, backed by DWP, ABI and the PLSA. Anything that pushes pensions further up the popular consciousness gets our vote. And at Broadstone, we're looking forward to supporting Pension Geeks with this year's campaign. Hi, Johnny. Thanks for joining us. Hello. <laughs> um, I'm really excited to join both yourself and Rachel today on the podcast. It's great. Great stuff. It's good to have you. Um, do you want to just introduce yourself? I gave you a very brief intro there, but just a bit more about yourself and your background. That'd be really good for the listeners. Sure. So um, my name's Johnny and I'm from Pension Geeks. Pension Geeks is a communications company. We help um, employers communicate pensions and other money matters, financial well-being in a really clear and simple way. And um, we do these in animations, workplace events. We've got a TV studio where we do live TV shows. Um, so that's a big thing that what we do. Um, our background, so me and my business partner, Rachel, um, we both founded the business nearly 10 years ago and we're not from a pensions background. So everything we do is coming from a place where we're asking questions, you know, I didn't have a pension 10 years ago and neither did a lot of people around me. So I know how important pensions are and saving and how it can fundamentally change people's life when they stop working. And um, we generally want to help people. And one of the campaigns that we created 10, nearly 10 years ago when we started the business was the official Pension Awareness Day. And yeah, we've helped so many people. And this year we're so excited about doing it with you and it's not the first time that you've been a sponsor you were a sponsor last year so that's 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 about me in a nutshell <laughs> so i was just interested how, how how did you come up with the idea of pension awareness day and what what made you do that because because i've been a supporter of it for i don't know how many years maybe since the, the beginning i can't remember um trying to you know push it excite you know we're all very keen on pensions being you know in people's faces so they understand what it's about so what was the inspiration inspiration for it I think it was kind of a joint effort, really, with my uh, uh, business partner, Rachel, um, and myself. We noticed in every walk of life there was an awareness campaign and there wasn't really anything in pensions or, or nothing that we saw. Um, and we thought, why don't we do it about pensions? Why don't we start something where even if people at work around the, the water cooler or even having tea um, on an evening with your family people would just ask that question why do I need a pension what's a pension and start that conversation so the, the campaign was started to, to encourage conversation really and we noticed that there was nothing really in the industry doing that so that's why we chose it but other than that as well we thought it was a very important subject even even just for me and Rachel, we, we didn't know much about it. So if, even if it was going to help us, it was going to be a great thing. Um, but when we started it, we wanted it to be for people. We wanted it to be for people, you know, at work or even people who were self-employed. Everybody wanted it to be really for, for everybody. And when we first started, we started it in 2014. Um, 
it kind of got off on the wrong foot because all the industry thought, yeah, this is great. We'll all we'll all come together and we ended up cele- celebrating it, but with the industry. So all the people who celebrated it and praised it were people who already knew about pensions. And, and it was great, you know, me and Rachel came into this industry not knowing anybody. And then we had all these great companies around us and really big companies celebrating it and 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 helping us get it off the ground. But after it, we both sat back and reflected and thought, really, this wasn't what we wanted to do. I wanted to help my friend Danny, who said pensions for all people. I don't really need to do that. And, and I'm sure Rachel had people who she wanted to help as well. Everyday people. Um, so we flipped it on its head and then we thought, right, this year, um, the following year, we're going to go out to the public and we're going to talk to people and we're going to try and get into workplaces and it was kind of like a sink or swim thing for the campaign you know no one had ever done it like this before you know going onto the high street we managed to get um then pension wise just just kind of started so we brought them along um but we did it on a double decker bus so this is like two things that the campaign which we never knew would work and then putting it on a double decker bus that me and Rachel had no idea how an event would work like that. But it's a lot of hard work, a lot of stress. I went grey through that, but um, <laughs> it worked and it, and it was a success. And then from from the campaign starting in 2014 to now, we've been to over 200 workplaces. We've helped millions and millions of people um, listening and hearing questions from people has really changed the way that we do what we do and yeah I hope that's answered the question no 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 that's great but I was just interested as well of you know what how's it gonna be different this year with the pension engagement season is that another level up again yeah so this year is going to be the biggest year that we've ever done and I think the reason for that is more people have got involved. We really want pension awareness to be an industry thing where, you know, companies like yourselves can can embrace it, which you've done in the past, get a hold of it, run with it. You don't have to do exactly what we're doing. You can do other stuff like doing these podcasts and I know you're doing some other great content. Um, but it's for the industry to get hold of now, grow it with us and um, unite and that's what we really want to do and we've never done that in previous years it's always been a handful of companies massive companies that's come together and made it a massive success with us but now it's kind of all politics are out the window everybody's united together everyone's embraced it and everybody's really excited about it and having the ABI P, uh, PSLA I can never say it right I say this. PLSA that's correct. Uh, and uh, D- I'm dyslexic, so I struggle with, with words. But then we've got DWP and um, Guy Opperman, um, who um, is a pension minister now, um, really cele- celebrates this and, and has really backed this. And having these people involved has really brought it together. And I think together this year, 41 million people were able to target collectively and um, yeah, not all of them are going to be talking about pensions and something we'll, we'll talk about later. Pensions might not be on the forefront of 41 million members uh, of these pension uh, schemes at the moment. But it's going to be big. It's going to be great. And it's going to just further 
mine and Rachel's original mission of helping people and the more people we can speak to, engage with, we love it. <laughs> we love it. It's great, actually, isn't it? Because it's almost it almost feels more like a mission of cultural change than a focused pension mission, because it's more about making money uh, less of a taboo subject and just making it normal to talk about these things, isn't it? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And going back to what I, I originally said of like starting the campaign. Yeah. You know, I find when we go into workplaces or now with our TV studio, when we have answer and question sessions everybody's got something to talk about pensions whether they don't know or think they don't know much about it they kind of do you know why do i need a pension you know how much should i be saving um can i put my pension pots together i mean these are great questions from people who have just said to me two minutes ago i don't know anything about pensions i don't really want to ask any questions and um it's making that subject that you just said a taboo subject that's kind of quite boring and stagnant and making it exciting and accessible and able to have that conversation. And that's something that I believe pension awareness has done. So, Jonathan, just I mean, from your perspective, obviously, the campaign's really talking to individuals. Why should employers care about how well their employees understand their pension scheme or the pension benefits that they get at work? So we work with a lot of workplaces and, and work with not a lot of HR managers or pension managers or people in that role, but we work with, with a handful and all the people that we work with in them roles all seem very passionate and really engaged like we are. It's shame that share the same um, kind of passions and um, wanting to help people that me and Rachel did and I'm sure, sure both of you do too and I don't think people will be in them roles doing what they do if they didn't so um, when we we turn up in the workplace or show people what we're doing with animations and uh, uh, kind of toolkits same things that you're, you're doing it makes it more accessible and sometimes it makes the HR managers the, the people who are looking after the people there makes their job easier but also because it's quite a hard subject and everything's changing all the time. So it, it kind of makes their life easier. Um, but but as well, why? So the question was, why should they care? Was it? I'll take, but yeah. So why should they care? So, so I, I believe it's a, a big opportunity um, to change people's lives with the whole. If you put in, your employer puts in it. You're missing out big time if you're not putting it in. Um, and. A lot of people are unaware of that. A lot of people we speak to don't realise that there's contributions from the employer. And can we do that question again? <laughs> yeah. No, actually, I, I think that's great, Jonathan. And I think your point there about people not being aware, it, to me, is one of the most important aspects, because especially with auto-enrolment, where people get automatically put into a workplace pension scheme by their employer, for employers, pensions probably the most expensive employee benefit that they provide for staff. And if staff don't understand it, realise that it's being paid, it's just such a missed opportunity for them to understand, you know, what what is their package at work? How much do you earn? Because it isn't just your hourly rate or your annual salary, however that works. So there, there's a big 
a big need really isn't there for employers to try to get good value out of that spend as well and bridge that gap and help people understand what they've got and importantly I guess running that through someone's working life to the point where they're approaching retirement hopefully you know they they're at an age maybe a health status where they don't want to carry on full-time work especially if they're in a physical job if they've not engaged with pension through their working life being able to afford to actually stop is a big problem for individuals but it's a big problem for employers as well if you've got staff that actually have been great and loyal and worked for you through their working lives but they can't afford to retire it's a big problem both ways isn't it yeah no i completely agree with that i completely agree rachel yeah i suppose it goes on to the thing about you know we often talk about pensions and engagement and engaging people more and trying to make pensions sexy or something it isn't and i do i do sometimes worry that we we set ourselves up for a bit of a fall by trying to make pensions something it isn't you know pensions probably should be quite boring hopefully should be quite simple but they're not but they would i would like it to be you know if they could be more simple and i don't know we do we just should we be looking at sort of grades of engagement so grade one being oh there's a there's an amount coming out of my payslip every month that's going into the pension okay I know what that is, but I don't know where it's invested and I don't know who it's with and I don't know what I'm going to do with it when I get there. But grade one, as long as I'm aware of what that deduction is and grade two is, OK, I've had a look at it. I've logged on. You know, is, is that the way we should look at it or is it just we should just be trying to make people into pensions experts and they can manage their own money? And I don't know if sometimes we go too far to try to make everybody, you know, a self, self-sufficient, self you know, pension saver. We really we should just be just like well, like the campaign says, an awareness, just know enough but yeah. let the ex let the experts run it kind of thing i don't know no i i agree there uh, I, I agree so even with the name pension awareness and our name pension geeks i mean it doesn't sound very sexy the the the, the pension right. part and you know we could have done pension awareness probably come up with a, a better title but there is madness like what's the phrase there is method in your madness method in our madness yeah <laughs> so the reason why we did it was pensions is something that is so complicated and people are, are doing that like changing the name to different pension we're going to get rid of the name pension and we're going to call it something else well hang on a minute people are struggling to know what the first thing is pension so though it sounds boring and you when when I thought of pensions before getting in the industry, I I thought of an old person with a walking stick. I mean, I, I don't know why, but that imagery came to my mind. Um, but but I knew it was something for when you got old money. So didn't know much about it, but um, that that sort of thing kind of attached itself to it. And I wasn't too far off, you know. I think a lot of people say that. Um, but I really believe keeping things simple. So we know the word pension. Well, if people don't know, we're going to tell them what it means and we're going to keep language very, very simple. And even if you've got lots of knowledge, we can still be simple with the language. We can still be relevant. We can still be doing it in a way that's a conversation. And that's something that, that we've always stood by. And going further into the question that you asked of is the sort of different levels and what what do we expect from people well we kind of expect 
that we can give people the tools to make the right decisions for themselves, where they can go off and think, ah, do I need to go speak to um, a financial advisor? Or do I need to go speak to money helper? Do I need to do this? Do I need to get a cup of tea and go back? We have a thing called the shoebox of shame. So all the pension statements that you put into your, your shoebox of shame or you know, yeah, it's a carrier it. bag normally, isn't it? Carrier I know in pension bag. meetings, people come in with their carrier bag of opened and unopened pension post. <laughs> exactly, Rachel, exactly that. So everybody has something like that, or, or they've got a nice folder and it's all, all put in nice. But we encourage people to maybe have the ability to understand, oh, OK, I could go through this, find out where my lost pensions are, or I could could phone somebody up from pension providers or I could do this. So we're not asking them to be experts, but we're, we're, we're trying to encourage them to have, have a go. And, you know, it's just simple things. And there's always people there to try and help you. And, and, and you know, money help is great. But also on the flip side, we talk a lot about sort of scams and things like that. So we don't have to be an expert in this thing but it's just simple things we talk about and just making things understandable isn't it yeah and I guess let's have a bit of fun with that because pension awareness day is all about making pensions understandable cutting through the usual jargon acronyms technical terms yeah Johnny have you got a least favorite pensions acronym or piece of jargon have you got one that you just hate I just I can't even say it so I'll try and say it um is it an frank, uncrystallised pension funds lump sum? Yeah. Uncrystallised funds pension lump sum, yeah. Off plus. To the layman, cashing out. Okay. Yeah. So, who who came up with that? You know, it's well, I didn't put my hand up and say me, but no, it wasn't me. <laughs> but I was I was going to try and predict it because the first second you started saying, oh, I can't even say it, I thought, I, I know it's going to be that one because that's yeah. just the one that everyone always... You know, there's too many letters, even in an acronym. It's ridiculous. Well, who, um, who does come up with these? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Well, that was a, some civil servant because it's, it's in the regs. That's how it's described, which is one of my things I hate. And I'll, I don't really have a favourite or a least favourite, but I hate how as pension experts, people like Rachel and myself, we get we get a bit too excited about a new techie phrase and we'll just use it rather than, you know, unpacking it and calling it something else. Like they rebranded tax-free cash to pension commencement lump sum back in 2006 because really? because that's what it was because okay. it was linked with a pension commencing so it's a pension commencement lump sum and I remember being very diligent going through everywhere it says tax-free cash changing that to say pension commencement lump sum because that's what it is we don't want any confusion but <laughs> everyone just carried on calling it tax-free cash because that's what it is and it's well, just like why is... was I such an idiot when I just stop and think yeah I don't need to call it a pension commencement lump sum because that's not really relevant well, it's especially not relevant since pension freedoms when actually taking your tax free cash really doesn't mean you've started taking your pension either necessarily. Oh, so, Rachel, yeah. oh, I'm trying not to geek geek out then. No, stop, stop myself. Okay. Oh, that's okay. close. Yeah, that's so don't close. talk about crystallisation. Yes, and income drawdown. But anyway, yeah. anyway. No, anyway. no, no. I had to say it. Okay, so anyway. Let, let's pull us back. <laughs> let's pull us back. So, um, Johnny. There have been um, a few questions this year in the light of cost of living crisis, runaway inflation, higher interest rates about the timing of um, pension engagement se season, pension awareness uh, more generally. 
what are your thoughts on those sort of comments? So, I mean, I, I do agree in, in some respects, you know, the the timing right now with the, the rise in living costs, pensions are on the back of everyone's mind. Even myself, you know, there's, there's some things that people are worried about right now, affording to live, uh, the heating bills. So, so I totally understand that, totally understand that. But this year, we've got sort of stats that are showing, you know, I spoke to you earlier about more people, over 15,000 people look at our website already. And last year, we only had 18,000 for the full year. So you can kind of see that, yes, more people are looking at that, whether it's better marketed, I don't know, but we've had high figures. We've already got 600 plus people signed up to the TV shows. So I get, I get the kind of, understanding that you know putting talking about pensions right now when people can't put the heating on i get that but we have made the the campaign this year everything that we talk about will be driven by the q a's so i'm sure when people are coming there they'll be saying the same things you know how can you expect me to put more into my pension when i'm struggling elsewhere but we have got tips that we'll be talking about. So say if people are um, wanting to pause their pension, again, we spoke about this earlier. Well, if people are gonna pause the pension, we want to give them enough knowledge or, or understanding of if they're going to do that, well, what do they have to do? And be mindful of when the, the market picks up again. We're not gonna be like this forever. I hope we're not, but I heard, heard on the radio today, it's not gonna be like this forever, but make sure when you feel that you've got a bit more back on your feet and you've got got things a bit sorted and you know um, we're, we're in a good place a better place you remember to go opt back in if that's something you want to do um because it's a good way of putting money in to the future and there's a, a missed opportunity if it's right for you i believe um, I think that understanding can be even more key, can't it, when times are difficult and, you know, we don't want pensions just to be something that we talk about when the sun's shining and everything's easy. This, you know, life doesn't work like that, does it? Your life journey isn't smooth sailing, so you need to be able to talk about pensions at all stages. But that point that you make about in the face of cost of living, people being tempted to reduce their contributions or even come out of their pension scheme altogether it's so important that they understand that you know that hundred pound pension contribution that they see on their payslip go over perhaps if they stop the contributions it's not a hundred pounds into your bank because what about the tax relief that you've had and if you're using salary exchange the national insurance savings actually you could reduce your pension savings by a large amount for a very small amount of extra take-home pay and if you'd have just understood exactly what what those two figures looked like, you might have been able to make a different decision. Having that information for people, arming them with that data is key. I, I, t- I totally agree, Rachel. I think that's a really good point. And um, people who we speak to in the work- workplace, not everybody knows that. And I didn't know that. I mean, auto enrolment just sort of started and like this sort of thing. It just started when we, we did start pension geeks. But um, 
I, I didn't know that. And, and a lot of people in the workplace that we speak to who don't know that either. So I think if we can educate people around that, I think it's a, a massive plus. But I was going to say as well uh, to, to both of you, it's not just that, you know, um, there's billions, millions and millions of of pounds out there um, with lost pensions. And Rachel and myself, um, fellow pension geek, um, we've been in our bus and we found with people like 20, 30, 50, even 100,000 pound pots that people had lost, that they'd gone off and then came back in tears, right? I found, I found, I found a pension that I never knew about. I'm going to go home and speak to my husband and we're going to, uh, we're going to sort of make some different plans. Well, yeah, you might not be doing that now, but wouldn't it be some comfort if we could encourage people to go out there and actually think, okay, if you spend a half an hour, uh, you know, having a look through an old CV, getting your, your bag or three boxes of shame out and encourage them to have a look. You know, not everybody's going to have £100,000 or twenty. It might only be a £1,000 whatever but but it's money in this time isn't it and we're encouraging absolutely i think that's another one and 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 also in this time as well a big question what about if you were thinking okay at christmas i'm going to retire or or even now i'm thinking about retiring or early next year is that a good time for me to retire right now should i be staying in my pension longer um you know also with covid and and the war happening right now and and the living costs and everything rising is that affecting my pension should it, you know is it a good time all these questions and that's even without starting to navigate the array of choices that they'll have in terms of how they take their pension so you're right it's you know probably more complicated at the moment than it's ever been before so yeah if you stop that's... talking about awareness now it feels really unhelpful doesn't it Exactly. And um, people might want to access some of their money out of the pension now to, to live as well. Can people do that? And I know in the press it did sort of say something like that, that people should be aware that they can do that. Well, I agree. You know, if it's going to make people's lives easier, let's do it. But there's lots of people with not not the educa- edu- financial education or knowledge, like many of us, like myself, who, who knows this? So, um I do think and 100% believe that pension awareness has a really strong place this year, even if we're not talking about what we spoke about just then about how I'm going to take my options and how you can put more money into your pot. We might not be pushing that this year, but it has a place and we don't want to give up on the nine years that we've worked so hard each year to build our following and build our following. When we first started this, nobody really, there's only a handful of people. Um, Scottish Widows was was one of the first companies who, who really helped us grow this campaign. And, you know, w- would we um, have got it off the ground without them in the other days? May- maybe not. And um, they're, they're a great supporter of this. But we struggled to get anybody else that they, they they saw and saw what could happen. Now everybody wants to to be involved with it, and it's great. But it took nine years to get to that place, you know. And we don't want to give up on it. And hopefully, this time next year, we'll be in a better place with with the world. We hope, and um, we, we can... tend it for a few years, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a few years, but 
yeah um we don't want to give up on it and we don't want to stop talking about pensions we're just going to talk about yeah. them in a different way this year so just talking about building on some of that success that you've built through um pension awareness obviously you, you know you've made a big difference already to lots of people it would be fair to say that um a lot of the content um, around pension awareness is is mainly focused on people with defined contribution pension pots or these savings plan type uh, pension pots where you've got a fund value bearing in mind there's still lots of members with um, active or maybe old uh, deferred defined benefit pots um, is that something that you'll be looking to boost you know do a bit more work around boosting awareness of going forwards yeah well each session we say is pension basics um, combining pension pots all the sessions that we do finding lost pensions it always has a, a percentage of, of focus of that so i've got a final salary pension can i combine it uh, well, probably not you're gonna have to maybe speak so um the the people who have them is getting smaller and then the people that we see in our TV shows are our face to face is getting smaller. But this is pension awareness. This is everything pensions that, that we talk about. And yeah, um, we want to, we might not be able to to help people as much as we would like because obviously with the this the the final salary pension that they might have, there might be lots of intricate detail, but we can give them enough knowledge to go, ah, okay, I need to go speak to them or I can't combine it or I really need to seriously look at it. And that's the kind of things and knowledge that we're going around. So as I said, pension pension awareness is everything pensions. Most of the people we speak to have a defined contribution pension. But yeah, um, I mean, we, we people who have got a police pension or, um, you know, pensions in, in other countries that come along and some of the the presenters uh, sweat a bit when we get these questions as you can imagine <laughs> but if we can't help them completely we'll do our best and we'll try and give them the knowledge to take that next step and go and if we can't at least know where to start yeah, yeah exactly and i know um i mean we've we've done our own little bit this year to try to help with that a broadstone by i think one of the bits of content we've given you for the pension awareness day website yeah. is around uh, defined pension defined benefit pension schemes and what are they you know what how do you get started and it's great and you can go to the pension awareness website and i think it's pensions articles you can read it there so yeah i can give a shout out to the website actually rachel but www.pensionawarenessday.com if you go there you can sign up to the live shows and um yeah Read it. You've got three articles on there. Broadstone have got three articles on there. I think there's one about grandparents. Um, is it? Yeah, the um, grandparent boost. So, yeah, some of the state pension benefits. Yeah, yeah. So, I'll put them on. Really good, really good. So, check it out if you haven't seen them. <laughs> Absolutely. Well worth a look. Okay, that's great, Jonathan. Uh, Johnny, sorry. That's yeah, great, Johnny. Yeah, Thanks for joining yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> Get your name right. Um, actually, I have one last question. Just about you know people finding lost pots. What's your what are your hopes or views on the pensions dashboard? Do you think it's going to be uh, best thing since sliced bread or financial fizzle and flop? Um, I don't know. Um, I think the idea of it, um, where you can go to a place 
I believe you can put your national insurance number in or something of that nature. So it's an ID. And you can see all your pensions. I think it's great. I think having that technology is great. And I know they do use this technology like a pension dashboard. Is it in Australia that they have a similar system? I I think so. And in Sweden. But the the issue being there's a lot fewer pension schemes than those countries. So that's the big challenge. There's thousands and thousands. Well, what do I think of it? So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the idea of it. Um, I don't know how it's going to work. I hope it will work. Um, but, you know, it might take a, a bit of fine tuning, get it released. Mm. But the idea of it, I think, is great. And um, I think it's going to encourage a lot of people to go on there. I mean, and, and, and put, put the National Insurance number in and find. And if they can find money that they haven't known about it, it's going to be great and seeing everything from one place. So I'm I'm a big fan of it, of the idea, at least. I, I'm not a technical expert of knowing, you know, how <laughs> it work and um, the ins and outs of it and all the politics behind it. But but the idea of making somebody's life easier to find their pensions, I'm I'm a big fan of. That's good. So positivity around the pensions dashboard. We need we need that. What's your, what's your thought? You bring some negativity back. What's your thought? <laughs> You want me to bring some negativity? No, I think it would be brilliant. Uh, I, I, it's just, it's the, ch- the challenge for providers, trustees, administrators to to be able to do what people want it to do is going to be difficult. And I think that shouldn't be underplayed. You know, I know we do look at examples overseas, but there are far fewer schemes and there are far simpler schemes and they don't have the history. You know, we've got pension schemes that have been around since the 1940s. You know, and there's data is not always in the right place in the right way. I think that's just the, the bit that people need to acknowledge. And the regulator does acknowledge it and has been saying that trustees need to do more. I think people just lose faith when things take a long time. because We've been talking about the dashboard for years and years and years. And it's not even going to probably not going to launch until 2026 still. So it's not even. Yeah, all right. No, well, you've got, you've got these the schemes start going on, but they won't press go until you know, a good majority of the schemes are on. There's no point doing that. Otherwise, if people log on when there's any, you know, half, say half coverage and you don't have the pensions are there, then it devalues it completely. And then it will, then you won't log on again. If you don't trust it, you don't, it doesn't give you the answers first time. Chances are you won't look at it again. So it's got to work from day one as if it's been, as if it's been there forever. And if it doesn't do that, then that's, that's the problem with it. But, um, but yeah, I think if it works and we get there, then it'd be great. But, yeah. <laughs> okay thanks johnny so we're going to move on now to our myth of the month which, oh, which rachel was going to attack in her yeah. usual way um so the myth is i'm just going to read it i'm just going to read it out as it's written so make sure i don't get it wrong um reducing my pension contributions sorry i should just preface this this is an easy one <laughs> reducing my pension easy. <laughs> no, uh, easier than others but this is uh, anyway <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Andreas, don't edit this. Reducing my pension contribution is an easy way to boost my pay during the cost of living crisis. Thank you, Dave. So, potentially, yes. It, <laughs> when when pensions feel a long way away, retirement seems a long way away, especially if you at the younger end of your working life, and we've got these massive cost of living pressures facing us this autumn, depending on what extra government help, if any, gets announced before those utility bills shoot through the proverbial ceiling uh, in the autumn. 
it, it can be really tempting to look at things like your pension contributions and think, right, OK, that's that that's got to go. That's got to pause for now so that I can keep my head above water over these next few months. And that can be valid because if you're looking at saving for your pension over a very long period of time, 40, 50 plus years, actually the impact of just a few months reduced contributions could be in the scheme of things relatively small but there are some massive red warning flags before you actually action reducing your pension contributions or even stopping them completely the first is that as we talked about a little bit earlier uh, with johnny reducing your pension contributions doesn't boost your pay anything like as much as you might think so if you reduce your pension contributions you're, you won't get tax relief, you won't get any national insurance relief if you're using salary exchange, you might even lose your contribution that your employer is putting into your pension scheme. So in some cases, you might be reducing your pension savings each month by you know, perhaps £200 just to get about £45 in your take-home pay, something like that. So the scale of the difference is big. And it might be that even understanding that you still need that that net amount and that, you know, that that's what's going to stop tipping you over into the ed, over the edge into debt. But you need to understand what you're giving up, what you're reducing and how much you'll get into your bank before you do it. The second red flag is when you reduce contributions or come out of the pension scheme, it could be a long time before you're automatically put back into the pension scheme by your employer. So employers have got to put you back into a pension scheme every three years if you come out completely. That could be could be a while away. So that intention of a few months gap might might turn into actually quite a protracted hole in your savings and relying on yourself to take action to, to join is a difficult thing. We are, you know, we are renowned for having good intentions, the human race, good intentions and um, actually a lack of action. So there's never normally a good month where you think, oh, OK, I've got lots of spare money this month. I'm going to put my pension contributions back or I'm going to re-increase my pension contributions. So if you are going to make any reductions or opt out of the scheme, try to set yourself a hard deadline, some sort of diary reminder or prompt to go back in. So and also, well, I, just, I was just also thinking as well, there are other benefits sometimes linked to the pension scheme, death benefits, things like that as well, which by opting out might be reduced or removed. So there's also other bits, you know, you need to be aware of if you do do that. Um, so, yeah, that's massively that. important, Dave, actually, because one of the really common ones is life insurance. And mm -hmm. if you're relying on things like your life insurance to cover your mortgage, if you died, and you come out of the pension scheme and you lose that benefit, actually, how much is it going to cost you to pay for your own cover to replace mm. what you've lost at work? Wow. That, that was an I haven't heard any of the myths, but that was a that was brilliant. Uh, I really like, yeah, good, good information there. And, and that's what I was saying earlier with some of the questions that we get. Um, yeah. If knowing that 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 information would that change people's opinion and i thought it was brilliant brilliant mm. thanks johnny we'll have you back on again <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> well i think it's good i mean it was good because rachel also noted that um you know yes it could be the right thing to do if you're having to take on borrowing or whatever to you know to to pay for heating or eating then yes 
Okay. Almost certainly the, the weight of the argument will go towards opting out. And we would hope you would opt back in when, when times are right. And maybe the employer could step up and re-enroll you earlier or remind you, you know, there's a team effort here. But, yes. you know, there are there are serious downsides to, to you know, opting out of pension, which is why auto enrollment has been so good at getting people in pensions because of that inertia of just taking the money out before you even realise that's been very effective for over 10 years for getting people in pensions. And yes, going out, but going back in again is always going to be difficult. So great. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you, Johnny, for your time um, with us today. We've really appreciated you coming along. Um, so really thank good. you. And as Rachel says, we'll definitely get you back. <laughs> I'd love, I'd love, I want to hear more myths. I think they're great. <laughs> we have to go back to the previous episodes. There's some good ones. There's some good Absolutely. ones. Pensions are boring was the one last time. I think that was, I think I, I went into some kind of trance-like state ranting on about how great pensions are. So that's always a good one to go back to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you to everyone who, uh, for listening. We appreciate your, your attention and hopefully you found that informative, enjoyable and the myth busting um, one truly busted. So we'll see you again next time. Thank you.